Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Lara, a very mysterious erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Lara, which you can find at talesoflara.com and at Tales of Lara on Instagram. And today we are back with How Boys View Sex and the Grandfather of Japanese Erotica. Every week on the show, we'll sing the gospel, which is all about sex news. We'll worship an erotic artist and we'll hear some confessions, really questions and sex stories from you guys. Let's dive in. Amen. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pussy Church. Welcome to another beautiful Sunday. Another beautiful Sunday, and we're worshiping today. Who am I worshiping with? <laughs> we're worshiping with Mona D. Baker. <laughs> the Bona Maker. Yes. Blessed be her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> May he rise. <laughs> May I open to yeah. his amazing touch. Anyways. <laughs> We've never blessed my pussy in particular. That's why I was a little <laughs> taken aback. Uh, I mean, it just like came to my mind. I was like, why not? You know, I <laughs> yeah, mean, sure. you're sitting right in front of me. We're like basically, you know, worshiping your pussy today, my pussy. Everyone's pussy. Exactly. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. My goodness. Well, so, um, yeah, we spent a whole week doing what? Well, I, I heard <laughs> I heard you uh, got an interesting challenge put upon you. I did. I did. So uh, I'm, I don't know how to say this, but like, you know, there's somebody a little further away from me uh-huh. who doesn't live in this city who I've been kind of seeing or whatever. And he, we were kind of like texting and sexting. Um, <laughs> um, as I learned last week how that works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Since you didn't know how before then. <laughs> so innocent um but so he gave me a challenge to not masturbate or have any sexual activity for three days Uh i'm assuming the second part was because he knows i'm not exclusively dating him um very funny uh so and then record my orgasm for him and send it to him wow so are you gonna do it yeah yeah Yeah, i think so (laughs) i mean for me three days of not masturbating at first i was like He'll never know. You know what I mean? I was like, well, if right. I masturbate, he won't know. Like the, yeah. the loudness of my orgasm after three days. This is not like a, la- a long, long abstinent, you know? Yeah. And I, I also, I, I don't, I've thought about this before. I don't know if you refrain from masturbating for multiple days that it makes the orgasm when you finally do more intense. Like, I don't think so. I don't, I, don't. I mean, not for me. Not because me. I mean, obviously, sometimes I go three days without masturbating, yeah. you know, without thinking if I'm stressed or something, I have no time. Um, but I don't remember it then being better. Right. I think for him, it was more. I mean, maybe he thinks that though, like the concept of like maybe because for guys, it actually is a little bit like that, right? right? Because you're you're building up semen. <laughs> semen. You should have seen her face. Semen. Oh my goodness, it's coming rushing into you. Well, it's so completely correct. I think I'm assuming. Yeah. No. I don't know. But I have talked to guys who were like, I was like, oh, don't touch yourself for a few days before you see me, right. and they're like, baby, I'm gonna come so fast. It's like not good, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that build up the other way around. I mean, you know, it, it, uh, I've definitely I've gone a long period of time without masturbating not because i was refraining and like on purpose but i just forgot that that was a thing that i could do wait how do you forget i don't know like how long do you forget okay if you forget a few days but like not like a couple of years or something no, no not a couple of years but <laughs> i like, just forgot this was a thing i could go like a week or two without just yeah yeah, yeah. i guess that makes sense yeah yeah and then all of a sudden i realize like oh yeah that's something i can sit and do i should do that sit and do she's <laughs> like i'm just gonna sit down <laughs> and do this <laughs> like she's like reading the newspaper or something <laughs> yeah, it's a form of entertainment that i forgot existed uh but but i i do agree well i do think that when you go a decent amount of time without doing it the maybe the orgasm isn't a better sensation but the feeling of it you 
I think the stimulation feels more intense just because you haven't stimulated you haven't it for a while. You haven't done it. I mean, I think maybe it's a bit more the concept of if you're not allowed to do it, it's different than if you forget to do it, right? right. If yeah, you're just yeah. busy and you're like, oh, whatever, I haven't masturbated in a couple of days. It's one thing. But if somebody's like, you are not allowed to, right. because he already said this to me yesterday, right? Yeah. So for me, I already had like a night of not masturbating people. <laughs> I survived. No, but I, <laughs> I was thinking last night, I was like, Oh, I'm not allowed to. It yeah. wasn't actually like, oh, I I would really want to right now. I was like, oh damn, I'm not does allowed that, to. Does that make it sexier? I mean, it was like a little bit. I felt a little bratty because I was like, oh, but he would never know. Yeah, you know, yeah, like that kind of a feeling. I was like, the audio recording won't betray me. No, you know, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can hear that you masturbated yesterday because of your orgasm. Imagine like, if there was like a vibrator that someone could tell every time you were using it. Like, <laughs> well, like the lioness probably right. that has like an app connected. But I mean, you know, what if, um, for me, what is so funny, by the way, vibrator and recording your orgasm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've done it before, as I told you and send it to boys, boys, <laughs> one boy, actually, <laughs> let's not make this into like men, men, men. men. I send it to one man, a very adult man. <laughs> and <laughs> send her recording. So never mind. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna go there. Horrible. Um, anyways, but um, I recorded it a couple different ways. Right, once I recorded it with like there was music in the background, mm. and it, because I have music on when I masturbate, right? So often, either it's like audio porn or I do music. So it's either yeah. or most of the time. Interesting. I, the only reason I would have music on is just so my roommate can't hear the sound of my vibrator. But I, I've never. But it's the thing: the sound of the vibrator is also a thing for the audio recording. Because you'll hear that. Oh, right. So because I recorded it also once without music, and then you can hear the buzzing. Yeah. And it's a little funny. Yeah. Do you think that is? You think that will take them out of it, or I be mean, more sexy. He, that guy was so excited about it. I, nothing took him out of it. I yeah, think. yeah. But um, I was thinking about it when I listen. I mean, it's really weird to listen to yourself moan. Yeah, I, it's I've, so fucking yeah. weird, people. I mean, try it, please, and like, let me let us know what you think. I mean, it's so funny to me because I was like moaning, was like, oh wow, like myself. Not yeah. even not uncomfortable by the way I sound, but just. Like you're hearing something you're not supposed to hear. Right. It's like w w it's, a it's like hearing your neighbors hear having sex right. a little bit, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> and then it's you on top of it, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is how I sound like." Whoa, <laughs> this is how I sound like when I have an orgasm. Um, have you been in a situation? Speaking of neighbors having sex, have you been in a situation where you've heard your neighbors having sex? And uh, well, first of all, I'll raise that question. Have you heard someone having sex in a room next to you? Okay. Yes, I have. And have you been turned on by that? I think once, but a couple of times I thought it was more exciting, like more like, oh my God, they're having sex, like kind of like as a curiosity. Right. But I'm assuming you have. Oh, yeah. I've, I've definitely this. masturbated to the <gasps> you sound have? of, yeah, of oh my God. people that I could hear having sex. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's like audio porn. Right. Exactly. I guess. Well, yeah, exactly. But you know, it's like real life happening. And you know who it is. Yeah. Which can be a turn on or not, depending right. on who they are. And they were two attractive people. So I was like, okay, it's so all right. funny. My friend just told me this. So um, it's a couple and they live in like an apartment building. Mm -hmm. And the person right next to them, right? So apparently their bedroom goes to the other person's bedroom. And they were like, oh my God, our neighbor is a sex addict. And I was like, no what are you way. talking about? She's like, he has sex five times a night. They get woken up 3 a.m., 6 a.m., 10 a.m. I mean, 10 a.m., they are awake. She was like, it is so crazy. She doesn't even know. She was like, he must have the craziest dick because they can hear different girls. They can di differentiate what? because the girls are so loud. She was like, it's like opera, okay? And apparently, these girls are so loud. So she's like, what's with his dick, right? It's not just like one girl yeah. that's so loud. It is like multiple. several, multiple women who are like screaming when this guy what is having sex is with them. What is he doing to them? I know. I was like, what the and, and did, Were they bummed out by that? I think in the beginning they thought it was kind of sexy and cool, yeah, but, but then, then now they're not anymore. Nuisance. Yeah, no, no, because they're insane. a couple and they were like, this is kind of crazy. Like yeah. he, every night, like several times a is night. Is it a house next to them? Like they No, can... it's an apartment building. Oh, so it's literally okay. the wall yeah. between oh, the headboard shit. goes to the headboard. Maybe they need to have an intervention. 
I mean, what are you going to say to your neighbor? You can't be. Apparently, they actually do knock on the wall sometimes, though. If no it's like, way. like oh, too ridiculous. The wall. <laughs> I mean, I actually had this. Um, yeah, this happened to me before once. <laughs> Someone knocked on a wall that you were. Oh. Yes. No but way. It, was not, it wasn't my place. So I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> I've had situations in hotels where someone should have knocked on the wall. For some reason, hotels, you just like you lose all inhibitions and anything goes. Yeah. I've been very loud in hotels before. Hotels are fantastic to yeah. have sex in. But I'm surprised like a guest didn't call the front desk. And well, what are you going to do, though? Yeah. Nobody can come over and be like, hey, I mean, I guess you could. Yeah. But look, be like, hey, you have to have quieter sex. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just in a hotel room. I mean, even like even with your neighbor, it's weird. What are you gonna be like? Yeah, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I cannot sleep, and you're screaming on the top of your lungs. Right. I mean, I, I think if it's really horrible, I would probably even do that. And be like, well, yeah, if it's affecting your sleep, you like high five, dude. But but come on, <laughs> have a little respect for thy neighbor. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I do think about this. Like my. My window, my bedroom window opens up to like a roof and like my neighbors also have their bedroom open up to the roof, mm -hmm. you know, the window. So I was like, well, if it's summer and we both have our windows open, I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> not that far away. Yeah, but no. I've never heard them. Okay. All right. Saying, I don't know. Maybe their sex life is not that great. Maybe. Never know. <laughs> well, they're really quiet sex. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to tell you guys how this challenge goes. Like three days is not that crazy. If you would have told me like you can't masturbate for three weeks, I'd be like, uh. Well, no, that's you're just torture. Loony. Yeah, no. That's... You're a loony. <laughs> you're a loony. <laughs> oh, my God. Are we getting married or what is going on? Like this is a major commitment. But I, I find that sexy. Like when we talked about sexting last week and yeah. and how sexy something was or not when someone told you what to do or what you mm. can't do those were the sexier ones so i that's think true yeah i think that's a little sexy always depends on the person too a little bit you know yeah and like if they are naturally like you can you buy it you know some people you don't really buy it right have you ever been spanked and you were like you didn't mean that yeah no right like when somebody's like doing that you slapping you're like he's yeah. afraid of your butt and you're like okay i don't think you like just doing this. it because they think you want it and not or, it's, it's or not they're supposed they to yeah, yeah yeah they're supposed no, to be dominant in bed no it's horrible no 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 we be can yourself. tell men yeah you can tell. be yourself if you're not yeah. a super dominant guy in bed that is not a bad thing yeah. that's just who you are right And upward. Mm -hmm. We're gonna go to our gospel. The gospel. The gospel. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> new sounds <laughs> coming yeah. out of us. So the gospel. That's sex news um, from the prior week, and it's about a book that came out called Boys and Sex, and it was written by Peggy Orenstein, and it came out 2019, 2020, like literally a month ago. Or so, mm -hmm. um, and. The longer title is Boys and Sex, Young Man on Hookups, Love, Porn, Consent, and Navigating the New Masculinity. And in that book, she, um, she over the span of two years, the author Orenstein spoke to hundreds of boys across the United States. Um, and they were ranging in age from like early teens to mid-20s. And all races, socioeconomic backgrounds, religious beliefs, and different sexual orientations. I kind of... Trying to yeah. have like a balanced view on it. Did, was there? Sorry to cut you out. Was there any mention of who this book is? There's like wh who she wants her reader to be. Like, is it supposed to be like moms of teenage boys, or is it supposed to be men who are going through that themselves? Or like, I'm curious what the audience was. I think like um, a mix probably mainly I think about parents yeah, it okay. sounds a little bit like it's something for parents on how they like should deal with their kids okay and to get like a better insight and like teenage boys are notoriously not like the ones who talk about their emotions a yeah, lot exactly, right or about exactly. their experiences so in order I think to give parents like a little bit of an insight of like what they can do differently mm -hmm. granted I think in, in general it's a very interesting study she wrote a book 2016 that was girls and sex mm -hmm. where she kind of looked at girls between 15 and 20 and like their views on their bodies and sexual encounters and stuff uh, and love so we'll look at that a little bit too at the end just to give it a little bit of comparison yeah, okay but so this is not supposed to be like a super dark topic but when i <laughs> told mona that we're going to talk about it i was like i don't want to make this like 
dire or something. Right, I yeah, think yeah. it's just interesting. It's, I find it intriguing. I think it's super intriguing, like the idea of like what the media presents us, right? What you're supposed to be like as a sexual being, as a man or as a woman. Right. And then who you actually are as a sexual being and how you start to compare yourself to what you think you should be. Because that was, I think, the biggest thing with the boys that kind of came out of this. They feel like they are very different from the masculine image yeah, that they're what, supposed to be. Right. And you can relate this. It's it's similar to females' perception of what their bodies are supposed to look like. Like the, the media puts out this image of this your perfect body and yeah. we think that we're supposed to be that and then we feel insecure when we're not so i'm sure the same thing goes for boys and girls when it comes to sex yeah and i think a, a really interesting part of it was so the the misconceptions of like male sexuality or masculinity being different list of things that th these boys like mentioned it was like always being down for sex right racking up a body count um, oh my god that's regardless so of how they or their partner feel about it and there was a huge confusion because these these boys were talking about how they think a guy should always be ready for sex and always be wanting it yeah one one of those high school juniors explained he was like guys need to prove this is a quote guys need to prove themselves to their guys so to do that you're going to be dominating you're going to maybe push because it's like the girl is just there as a means for him to get off and it means for him to brag yeah this is the concept right and then the, the concept that the media is pushing too right and music is also super interesting so if you're talking about that this other um high school senior um was quoted in the book and he says i think music has some of the biggest impact on how guys treat girls in the car my friends and i listen to all this stuff that's just you know he's talking about tons of like sex stuff that yeah. apparently you can print when you hear that like five six ten times a day it makes it hard to escape having that mindset and i totally agree i mean even i when i listen to rap music sometimes i'm like whoa, should I be listening to a guy singing about a girl like that? You know right. what I mean? Yeah, completely. We are older. We're not 15, right? right no. So you already have made some discernments of what you like and how you are a sexual being yeah, with your partner. But, but if you're 15 and you listen to this really obje objectifying music that just basically tells you as a guy, you just should go around and fuck girls and don't even think about emotions or whatever. Right. It's just funny that the group situation is interesting to me and that, that like, guys are scared to act outside of the these stereotypes because they're worried of what their guy friends will think mm. and i'm sure all the guys in that circle think the same thing but no one is there's someone's too scared to step up and be the first person to say like no we actually don't need to like emotion like emotions emotionlessly fuck a bunch of chicks like oh yeah or scarred them it, yeah yeah it's, it's just social pressure with like peer pressure it's crazy yeah and like the hookup culture too right and i think so actually she also was quoting um andrew smiler who's a psychologist and he specializes in adolescent male behavior and he surveyed also hundreds of boys about dating and sex mm -hmm. and he was saying that most guys in fact prefer physical intimacy with someone they know trust and with whom they feel comfortable yeah newsflash but the funny thing is that apparently most of these boys also thought that they were like the only ones and they were like quirky and weird because they wanted it to right. be that way of course but that's the thing if they just talk to each other and realize like oh i feel the same way then it, the whole dynamic would change but yeah boys are scared to talk about feelings and be vulnerable and yeah so i understand that being a difficult situation to get out of which sucks which was very interesting because um ornstein the author was actually talking about the comparison to women right so in the past few years really it hasn't changed changed but um since she wrote her book in 2016 i think there is a lot in the media now I mean, sometimes I feel like I live a little bit in a bubble because I promote it all the time. But I do feel like we have way more outlets that are um, looking at like positive sexual experiences for women and female yeah. pleasure is being put on the foreground a little bit more. Yeah. And that women can be, you know, in charge of their own sexuality and, right. and actually their pleasure. But so the boys, she was like talking about how boys define themselves or what they think a real man is. Yeah. And they would say things she said that sounded like the 1950s, right? right? Exactly. Like, boys don't cry. Like, bullshit like that, yeah. you know? To limit their emotions or to try to hide their emotions was a big thing that they mm -hmm. thought they had to do. Right, which was which I think stemmed from 
their fathers mostly like she said even if fathers are uh, caring and um treat women equally there's still this element of being reserved and holding back feelings and uh, not showing emotions other than being happy or angry there's there was no gray area and i actually just went on a date and i thought it was so interesting because he was talking um really open very cool guy very open conversation and he was talking about he's like listen he was in a six-year relationship before he was saying he's like you know one of the problems was that i really was afraid to be in touch with my emotions right that I just didn't know how to deal with them and it kind of terrified me. Yeah. And so I just cut it off. And that also meant, though, cutting off the connection to the person. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I thought it was interesting. We listened to a little clip of her talking with Terry Gross about it. And I found it fascinating that she said once, because she had to interview a lot of boys for this book, she said once I started asking them questions about how they feel about sex and and just their feelings in general, that they were happy to open up and they are almost oh, craving yeah. that because they they have no other outlet. Like it's not like your parents are going to ask you how you feel about sex. Maybe you don't want to tell your parents. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I do. Yeah. I feel like you can't really talk to your peers about it because boys are just going to think that you're a sissy for wanting to talk about like, how does this actually make you feel? Yeah. Um, So I I don't know the the resolution for that, finding more outlets for. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I feel like even on my account, like I think, and that's not boys, you know what I mean? Like it's men, it's men, but there's sometimes younger men, you know. Yeah. Um, they they do. I feel that they have that craving to be heard and yeah. to be seen apart from like a gross man, like a guy who's always want to have sex and it's disgusting. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're like, no, but that's a human being that has emotions, yeah. that's sexually vulnerable. This is like actually something I thought that was very interesting that also came out in her book. Um, that um less less like teenagers are having less sex right, right? In general. because they're getting a little afraid to be what it means to be sexually active you see it in porn what that means you know to be yeah sexual active so misleading. porn is can be a lot of different things there's a lot mm-hmm. of different porn out there and i'm not saying everything's bad but i think it's very important to start thinking about what it does yeah considering how it affects like youth watching it we need a porn revolution (laughs) we need a porn revolution well the funny thing is actually um i i did tell you this before but um i talked to several guys in the last couple of months without me mentioning porn at all but i mean i talk about sex all the time yeah (laughs) so i mean i do with like guy friends you know what i mean uh and Several dudes have told me separately from each other that they are taking a break from porn hmm. at the moment. Yeah. And I was like, oh, interesting. Why are you taking a break? You know? And they were like, well, I felt like it was in various ways they said that, but it was the same message always. I feel like it's interfering with my sex life. Right. I feel like I can't enjoy sex with a woman as much. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of numb. Yep. And so one of the guys hadn't watched porn in nine months. And he was like, listen, it has changed so much for really? me. It's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. And the other guy actually did no porn and no masturbating for a couple of months. Wow. Which I don't know if you have to like <laughs> you don't that need a, yeah, crazy you to yourself. But uh, I thought it was interesting because they were they, they were all single. So this is not like a girlfriend telling a boyfriend like, hey, you're not allowed to watch porn or some shit. They made that decision by themselves thinking maybe it will change something for me. I'm not saying everybody has to do that at all. But I do find it fascinating that people start thinking, oh, maybe this has an impact on how I view women or how I view my sex life. And I think it's that like teeter-totter can you say that yeah (laughs) the teeter-totter of like you see sex like how are you supposed to perform right first of all you have to have a huge dick this is something what the kids also (sighs) said in the book the boys were like no terrified of like the fact that their dick is not as big as like a you know a porn star it can really mess with your perception of what sex is supposed to be and your experience of sex it's i don't know there's no easy solve for that but Definitely, if if porn was made more realistic and shown from a female's point of view as well, like that would yeah. make a difference. Well, yeah, I mean, there is a porn, right? But it's not for free, and right. the other stuff is for free. So yeah, exactly. We have, we definitely have, like, you have the access to free porn. You're 15. You're not gonna go to like a feminist porn site. I mean, 
you know, that's yeah, no. absurdity. <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> I don't expect boys to go to Eric No, Lust. no. What I think is also interesting, there was a little bit of a difference with um, consent between gay boys and straight boys. Oh. And Dan Savage actually also referred to that in one of his advice columns. And he refers to the four magic words gay guys will use during a sexual encounter. And they're, what are you into? And we were just talking about this last yeah. week that a guy's that a guy asked me um, before we had sex for the first time. He like asked me what I'm into, and it was so sexy and like so fun. Yeah. And I'm like, why, you know, why would not everybody do that to a certain degree, men and women? I I found out some, along those lines. I found out something fascinating the other week. My my boyfriend was we were at thing and he he had a handkerchief in a, in his back um pocket and he was like i wonder what this means in west hollywood and i'm like what are you talking about in west hollywood there's a huge gay community he said that they use like bandanas in different colors and where they put them to mean different things like if you have a a certain color bandana in your back pocket that means you like fisting like <gasps> really? it's all it's oh, yeah, all top or a bottom yeah it's yeah it's top bottom it, it's all code for like certain sex acts that you're into so then you attract the right type of person who is also into that i think that was that's fascinating be careful with your bandanas boys yeah right yeah in west hollywood for <laughs> sure that's super interesting yeah you know i mean i i thought it was interesting because there's a couple things about that right if, if a girl is very disconnected from her body as we will we'll see a little bit when she talks about girls and sex and she like ornstein when she was talking to all these girls for her first book she obviously sees this whole thing that we discussed at length where women often think they have to perform for men and yeah. they kind of don't take themselves into considera consideration nor their pleasure. Mm -hmm. So, of course, if you're asked what are you into and you've never taken yourself into consideration, yeah, then you don't know. Then you don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, we're all humans. We can just have an interesting time getting to know each other and to figuring out what we like together. Right, exactly. Right. You don't have to have that answer right off the bat, but... It's, it's about exploring together, maybe. I actually think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And to take that out, that kind of like war zone-y thing of like, oh, I have to perform for you. You have to perform for me. Yeah, and we have no. to play these roles in no. bed instead of just being ourselves in bed right. and having a fucking amazing time yeah, and exactly. coming a thousand <laughs> times and like, you know, having really what it, figuring out what you want. Also, same thing again, right? we mentioned that with cuckolding or whatever other practices like if not every man has to be dominant in bed yeah exactly like yeah in my relationship we go back and forth between it's not like hardcore dominance or anything but we go back and forth in between like who's kind of in control and who's mm -hmm. not and it's sexy both ways for oh, us yeah so sexy both yeah. ways <laughs> it is you gotta try this out you know and this is not about like you I mean, it is about being vulnerable, right? But it's not about putting somebody down, right? Like it's not a, no, no, it's no, not no, a no. war or no. a fight. No. We're going in there together to have a beautiful experience. <laughs> right, exactly. People forget that. I right. feel like you know, totally. especially this kind of ties in. We're just gonna quickly look at girls and sex, and then um, we'll move on. But um, that book came out in 2016. Same um, author, Ornstein, and um, she was looking a lot into like hookup culture and how how pornography teaches boys to like expect constantly willing fully waxed partners you know and the, these girls are like kind of imitating what they think or, like guys want right. right there's another statistic in there where these girls were saying it's so much easier to give him a blowjob and he doesn't um go down on you after because you have the power and i'm, I'm like what kind of power do you no, have i don't know about that but it's also interesting that they don't think blowjob is like an intimate experience it's just this so sort of exchange nuts. It's like, so okay, I'm fine. You want sex? I'll just give you a blowjob and get out of here. The author was talking to these girls and she, this girl who was like talking about reciprocating oral sex and they're like, oh yeah, that doesn't really happen to me very often or I don't care about it, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> the author was like, look, what if the, every time you were with a guy, you he told you to get him a glass of water from the kitchen and he never offered to get you a glass back. Right, what the Or fuck? if he'd say, look, you want me to get you a glass of water? You would never stand for it. No. That's what she's saying. Quote, girls, they would bust out laughing when I said that. And they said, oh, I never thought about it that way. Right. This idea of like being together and giving each other pleasure right, exactly. doesn't even 
come to their minds or this idea that you're either a prude or a slut and you walk this line in between mm. what that means to right, you. Right, exactly. And, and just being labeled with those things is so damaging when you're that age. Just, yeah. If, if Yeah. Actually, to like, that was really interesting. She was talking to a few gay girls too. And um, she asked when when she thinks that she lost her virginity right this one gay girl because mm. she never was with a guy oh right yeah, yeah. you know Got like it. what act sexual act actually was losing her virginity um and this girl said quote really i've never thought about it that way and i'm not really sure and then she had like a realization she's like you know what i think i think a girl loses her virginity when she has her first orgasm with a partner oh amazing and I thought that was such a cool reframing wow. of like where we are, you yeah. know? If you really start embracing your pleasure with yeah. a partner, huh. that's actually when you start having sex. That's for real. I love that reframing of it that that the goal should be the first girl you got off, not the first girl you suck your dick in. Yeah. <laughs> Why? That's amazing. Yeah, I think that's great. And so I think if that we that can... should be that should be praised as opposed to just a notch in the belt of how many girls you've. Dude, numbers are yeah. so weird. People are crazy. I know it's really. I mean, first of all, I also I was talking to this guy on, on my account actually about sex. Oh, oh. weird! <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> no, but more about like uh, connection and spirituality and yeah. um, communication, but um. He was making some interesting points, I think, about when you when you have that connection for the first time with somebody that is really vulnerable and you're with that person yeah. and you have this exchange in bed, like where the sexual experience becomes so much more than the mechanics, then you actually understand what it means. Yeah. Right? Like that connection totally. and that like sex that is so personal, intimate. And you're like, wow, I don't want to have the other sex anymore. You're totally. like, I don't want to have the mechanics. Like, I don't need a dick inside of me just moving around. <laughs> like, just <laughs> whopping around in there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm trying to, th I'm trying to think, like, how, how old were you when you lost your virginity just strictly by being penetrated? 14. Same. <laughs> I was just, like, thinking about it because it was close to my But virginity. you know how old you were when you when a guy got you off? 21. Wow, you know the exact. I, I do. I, I thought about it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I know. That's a long I, time. I, yeah, I was. I also was really sexual active. Like yeah. I had sex from fourteen to twenty-one, with several different partners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same. But and I, I never I, came from like penetration at all. No, no, no like, of what? course. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think mine was probably late teens when someone actually got. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy that a girl goes that's seven that, years. Because and then that I think that kind of sets the standard of what they expect sex to be like. Because when you're when you're a teenager, you're not a guy isn't as prone to go down on a girl. So then you're stuck. It like, wasn't this like is, that. No. I guess this is just what I expect from sex. That's crazy. I never really thought about that. Yeah, it's a long time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for you, nearly the same. Maybe not as long as I either, but still. Not quite as long, but. But still probably like five years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be completely honest, and I've talked about this before, I wasn't taught really, like, I feel like we weren't, or we weren't taught in school about sexual, like, female pleasure no, at all. No. It was like, don't get pregnant, don't get an STD, right. and move the fuck on. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? But I think we're changing. Yes, I, I, so. I, I agree. Change, people. <laughs> Come more. <laughs> Come more, <laughs> ladies. Welcome back. We're um, doing our worship section. Yes, now. worship. Worship. Mm, worship. And today, today we're going to talk about the godfather of Japanese erotica. And... <laughs> He actually just died. So this is a tribute to him. Mm -hmm. he, he died with 74 and his name is Toshio Saeki. And he is Japanese and he moved to Tokyo in 1969, which is a wonderful year to move anywhere as an erotic artist, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and his work is completely bananas, people. Oh, so today we're going to go a little bit through it. Um, and we're going to look at different art of his and a little bit about where like he came from and what his ideas were and for example one late japanese critic said toshi Saiki conjures death with a pen wow 
Fucking A. I think it's a combination of sex and death. Correct. But yeah. is sex, <laughs> sex is part of like the most carnal or the most like animalistic parts of us. So I do totally. feel like in his work, it feels like all these elements. It's like death, violence, mm-hmm. sex, eroticism, yeah. humor. Right. He combines all of these things. Completely. But so when he moved to Tokyo, he worked for an ad, um, ad agency and he quit pretty quickly. Yeah, I can't see him fitting in as an ad agency. <laughs> Can you imagine? That when you see his art, man, I'm going to put it up I for you this, guys. I have this idea for a Coca-Cola ad. A girl <laughs> has a Coca-Cola cola bottle up her vagina. It's going to be great. <laughs> and, and a like, guy's <laughs> drinking out of it. There's some vampire standing in the back drinking her yeah. blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Coca-Cola infused blood. That yeah, she's, oh my gosh. Jesus, this is basically where we're at with him. Yeah. Um, but so he started working or contributing to this Japanese cold men's magazine called Haibon Punch. And um, that was like 60s and 70s, underground Japanese, like really erotic and really dark. Yeah. Right. And so when he was working for them, especially the work he did for that magazine, um, it like piqued interest of the contemporary art scene. And worldwide exhibition follow- mm-hmm. exhibitions followed in Paris and New York. Um, so he did like a lot of... Drawings mainly, they're um, very colorful, I would say, yes. right? And But they're also influenced by like Japanese, like samurai art, he said, and like childhood nightmares and <sighs> scenes of like everyday tasks, but with like very pornographic e- situations yeah. happening. So wait, there's this one that you showed me and e- it's crazy. Yeah, there, it's um, a woman, a naked woman tied up in shibari and there's a rabbit popping out of her pussy. Like it's like a magic <laughs> trick, you know, you pull a rabbit out of a hat, but it's just a cute little rabbit just like with his head popping out of her pussy as she's all tied up and she has a smile on her face. Like it's not like it's a thing she's, that she's enjoying it. She loves it. Yeah. She's like, my pussy's magic, just yeah. so you know. And I saw another one. <laughs> my pussy's <laughs> <laughs> she got that magic pussy. I got that magic pussy, baby. Look, here's some. I mean, if the bunny comes out, I'm not sure how magic. That if that's magic, scary. most people would appreciate yeah. in real life. And but. I saw another one. Um, there was a decapitated body in the background, and there was a guy's head sitting in like a bird cage, and a girl was standing in front of. He, the head had his tongue out, and a girl standing in front of him, lifting up her skirt so to get this, this dead man's this this dead head? man's head to to lick her. Yeah, it's a little dark. It is dark. Yeah. But it seems like a little bit like it would be like some fucked up dream you could have. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of like playful, but really dark and like kind of sexual taboos. I mean, there's also crazy ones where like her tits are getting cut off and he, while he's like licking them, she cuts yeah. off her own tit basically with a knife and he's licking her nipple like while, while she's, cutting, she's it cutting it off like what is happening here um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny like it all sounds pretty dark but there's like a playful aspect to it too I don't totally know it's, it's interesting i mean he said actually so this is a quote from him he said leave other i'm gonna leave other people to draw seemingly beautiful flowers that bloom within a nice pleasant looking scenery i try instead to capture the vivid flowers that sometimes hide and sometimes grow within a shameless immoral and horrifying dream yeah i love it so it is beautiful but he's clearly trying to be like provocative right yeah of course and go into this this space of like we said earlier like nightmares but also having fun with it yeah yeah, not being afraid of this dark side of his right like i'm looking at another one where there's like a a snail like a woman has her dress lifted up and there's like a snail on her (laughs) on her pussy on her pussy my friend just like sucking on it i have a little bit of a problem with the snail situation yeah it's a little but again it might be just a little bit like that vibrator i'm using that's like sucking on you (laughs) (laughs) and there's (gasps) i know what's that one (laughs) she's like oh my god god wow there's a woman crouched down on the floor sitting down and behind her is an elephant whose trunk is strategically located (laughs) just sucking her vagina sucking her vagina it's a theme don't you think? Wow, bestialities. Some bestiality yeah. happening here. Yeah, the snail. The yeah. <laughs> I just elephant. saw another one with a girl laying down with a snake up her vag. Wow. Yeah, there's some and the and like the bunny was popping out of her yeah, vagina. There's a lot of animal play going on here. Animal play. Oh, see, and then we have like a little bit of um there's, a vampire one. Yeah. Japanese vampire. With bats sucking blood out of her pussy. 
Yeah, and he's, I think, biting off her nipple? <laughs> I'm not so exactly sure so what's yeah, happening here. You, you need to see these for, your, for uh, yourself, guys. Yeah, because yeah. it is somehow sexy, somehow disturbing. Yeah. Why is it that all the, all the like, the funkiest erotic art comes out of Japan? What is it? It is always the craziest yeah, shit, it's right? Always the- we have, like, looked at insane shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Namiyo Harakawa, do you remember him uh-huh. still? Wow. <laughs> You guys, listen to Japanese our first people? episode. I think that was our first episode. Yeah, I think so. Holy shit, that man is incredible. Yeah. Um, or was. Okay, so also what he says, though, say he said, the vision that I show people are the incomprehensible stuff of erotica and mystery. If the reality hidden in my soul, even if it's the only the smallest fragment of it, is able to evoke something in the viewer, then my intention has been achieved. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not saying that these are all things that he wants to happen, but it's just like, <laughs> oh, that's a weird idea. I mean, no, I think it's really more like nearly Freudian. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. In that There's... sense, to like combine these urges and things that we see, like it looks like a dream nightmare. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And like how you would see that, right? Like how you could get pleasure from a snail at the same time, you're like, <laughs> Like, like your, yes, I want your g- nipples are cut off. You're yeah, like, yeah. how is this like all going together? Right. Like, right? yes, I want a guy to go down on me, but I don't want to cut off his head and put it in a cage to do so. Not today, people. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> you like you want a clown? You want a clown watching yeah, while an oh elephant no. licking your pussy? You're like. I don't have never thought uh, no, about that scenario no. and it might not be what I'm trying tomorrow. But the, the his his work is very provocative and interesting. I, I'm it's just it's exciting really. I want to see what the next thing is. Like what else did he dream up? Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's kind of a fascinating nearly a guilty pleasure oh, right. to look at yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I'm yeah. As I was looking through it I was like, "Oh, what's next? What's next? Look at this." this no, look at this. Yeah. And actually I do think when you start looking a little bit more in like a contemporary, you remember um Pigo Lin. So he's a contemporary artist, and I think he actually, and there was a lot of water, and there's also right. um, really a lot of fantasy elements mm-hmm. to his work. And I think when they say he's the godfather of Japanese erotica, Toshio Saeki, you can see in Pigo Lin's work oh, for sure. the inspiration yeah, of yeah, this there's artist. There's definitely a thread that runs through a lot Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. I think it makes so much sense now if you see different, yeah, yeah. different and art. Like tentacle porn? Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Even though that was even, remember, like. Um, the wife of a fisherman was like 1850 or something. So that's been <laughs> oh, long. okay. That's even before. Okay. Yeah. yeah crazy. That's a long time. But still, that's just a continuation of those themes in Japanese erotic right. art. Right. Interesting. It's Japanese. They like to get freaky. Freaky. Or imagine getting freaky. <laughs> yeah. Who knows if they are getting freaky? Yeah. But it looks freaky to yeah. me. <laughs> Come fleshins or whatever Come the fuck. Come fleshins. <laughs> Come fashions. Come fashions. So this is confessions, but we had somebody write us in and said we should say confessions or confessions. Confessions. <laughs> confessions is a little bit of a stretch, but, but. confessions yeah. is fantastic. I love it. And that's really sex stories and questions from you guys and answers from us. Yeah, and we will do that today. Um, and so we're going to start with a wonderful one, a wonderful <laughs> one. So this girl wrote me and she has a question. Mm-hmm. All right. There we go. Hello, Laura. I'm a new member of your sex congregation. Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. I love your podcast and your pictures and IG. I have a question, not a proper question. Actually, it's more like a confession. When he goes down on me, I literally queef like hell. It always happens. Sometimes it is embarrassing even if we laugh together about it. So here, so here you have your question. Is that normal to queef so much? Well, I get that doesn't really happen to me with someone going down on me. It happens a lot if someone's um, fucking me from behind. Correct. Because it's <laughs> an easy way to get a lot of air in there. And then you, when you're done, yeah, that, that's a normal thing. Yeah. And it, I don't normally get embarrassed because, like, yeah, you just got to fuck me really well from behind. So that's just what happens. I think it's totally fine. I mean, if it happens all the time, I understand that you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? But the problem is, I mean, I was – we were writing a little bit because I was, like, asking some clarifying questions Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Because I was like, is it only if it's in a certain position, right? right? Because I wanted to say exactly what you just said. And be like, if it's just from behind. She's like, no, it's kind of, like, consistently – 
no matter what we do. I wonder if he's like blowing air into her. Cause how you mean while he's going yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. I haven't even thought because for me I was just like, oh, maybe because she said it wasn't like that in the beginning of their relationship. Mm. It's like maybe you're more relaxed. You right. know what I mean? But and that's still, why you're releasing tension. Yeah. You think he's blowing? He's like, well, potentially. Well, he's I mean, going down on her. Maybe, I mean, if, if this hasn't happened with other partners, maybe like when he, yeah, maybe well, not so consistently, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I literally did not think about that. I was just like, oh, maybe she's more relaxed, or right. um, that's just like something that happens yeah. in like their specific like position or whatever. But yeah, you're right. It is a little odd, right? That, yeah. I mean, I understand. Like, if you guys can just laugh about it and have fun, it doesn't then that's matter. Fine. I wouldn't stress about but, it. But I mean, can you imagine though? It like goes on for twenty minutes and it's just like <laughs> constantly. I mean, I'd be also like kind of annoyed by myself. Yeah, totally. I just run. I'm like, the please stop it, <laughs> my pussy. But yeah, maybe, maybe shush. Maybe ask if if you're that open with someone. Maybe ask like, hey, are you when you're going are down you on blowing? Me, like, air inside of me right well like think if he's like sucking on her the hole if he's like oh my god uh, that'd be so fucking funny i mean that that would be an easy explanation well it's also a crazy yeah, situation yeah. if that is actually the I mean, truth not, i didn't even not know that this he's like possible. not that he's is like that actually possible could you just blow air into my pussy and i would like queef because of it probably, yeah probably if you had your if you had your lips wrapped if you had your lips wrapped around it and I, I doubt he's like intentionally like trying to fill her up with air but if it just naturally like maybe like, he loves it and he's like <laughs> yeah and he's just <laughs> doing it on purpose <laughs> so he can hear the queef who knows maybe some people are into that but maybe Maybe, maybe he goes down on her after they already had sex. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe he's pushing the air in while they're having sex. Right. And then mm. and then it comes out later. Yeah. Oh, it's a oh. weird one, huh? Oh. Well, in general, queefing is very normal. Just right. like for anybody who's listening. Right. For guys and girls. That's a to- totally normal thing to happen. Yeah. And when you're having sex, like you're getting a lot of air pushed into you. So it makes... Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. All that air inside of you, baby. Mm. <laughs> Let me push that air inside of you, baby. Oh I would think you should just laugh about it as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But yeah, I mean, try not blowing air into her pussy and yeah, see if that exactly, works. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're totally assuming here. But yeah. anyways, um, somebody else wrote us. In. <laughs> it's from a guy and he says, me and my girlfriend had to cancel our plans of living together after two years of long distance relationship because of work opportunities. And we decided to try to be in an open relationship instead of breaking up because we're so tired and frustrated of not being able to live in a moment and always living in the weight of seeing each other. I was kind of the one bringing it up and she agreed after a lot of talking. I tried to be as careful as possible that she's only that she's not only doing that for me, but for us. Like I wanted her to be at least be happy to try it for a few months and see how it goes. Mm. Now it's been a couple of weeks since we're in this new kind of relationship. And I feel it's kind of weird knowing that the love of your life might be with someone else. And he's just kind of then he keeps on going a little bit, but he's just asking how how you should do that. They kind of like told each other that they're not going to tell each other who they're sleeping with. But if you would ask, it'd be okay to tell. So he was just kind of trying and uh, asking if we had any recommendations on like how to like approach this new relationship. Yeah. Situation. I mean, as you mentioned, there's multiple ways to go about this. It's either like you're really open and some people can get off by like they, they get mm-hmm. turned on by knowing like, Oh yeah, I had sex with a girl last night and like share a story. But some people, they just, it's like a don't ask, don't tell type of thing. So it, I think it just depends on your pro- personal preferences. But if you want to know, just out of spite and to like make them feel guilty that they've had sex with someone else, then I wouldn't go that route. But if like, you're like, Oh, who'd you sleep with last night? If then I think that's okay, but you don't want to create a situation in which like you are jealous, which that's just hard to navigate. Like that just depends on your personal comfort. I totally agree. I mean, I think for me personally, I think well, not really personally in that sense, but I've, I think often when you already had a committed relationship and you open it up, it's a little bit more difficult to navigate these things like being right. super honest and sharing everyone you sleep with. I think maybe step by step, 
see what feels comfortable. Yeah. And obviously you might find out that after a couple of months, this is not for you, you know, and you want to still be in this relationship committed and you can yeah. talk again. I think definitely this, like, I think it's a very good idea to have a trial and see how it feels like with your partner. If you open up like an existing yeah. monogamous relationship. I respect these people for, for giving it a shot. But yeah. like you said, like if it seems to not work and you guys are just constantly jealous and questioning like who is she with tonight or who is he with tonight, like then I don't think that's healthy. So, but it's who knows? It's complicated, right? Yeah. Because he was like, I mean, it was very sweet. I think the way he was talking about it, he's like, I love this woman so much. And I feel like the only way, so it's been two years. That's a long time. Right. A two year long distance relationship right. and you were supposed to move and now you still can't. Right. I understand he's like, it's either we break up completely or right. we open it up because yeah. it's unrealistic that we we'll, won't have sex right. for six months. Which I know? think is incredibly mature for them to realize and acknowledge yeah. that. But maybe initially it's really uncomfortable, but maybe you guys will get used to it. So I'd, I would continue the trial. And yeah. if, if you guys realize that this isn't working, then then stop hooking up with other people or maybe it's time to move on from a relationship completely. But I, I love that they're trying it out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's good to be very open and maybe keep on checking in with each other and how it feels like. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's hey, important. are you okay? This is how is this feeling for you? Yeah. And that doesn't even need to mean like tell me the details yeah, of the no, date. No, 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 it's no, just no. like, hey, are you sad about this? Are you okay with this? Yeah. Do you feel okay right. in, in that realm, right? And I think that would be a good way to go about it. Yeah. Clearly, it's not an easy thing to do. No. Long distance, I think personally, it's very difficult. Yeah. For me personally, I think it also depends on like your setup. I think if you were together for a long time and then somebody has to go for a couple months and comes back, it's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. But if it's two years of a long distance relationship and you That's don't difficult. really have an end in sight. Right. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You don't have something to look forward to like, oh, in, in a and couple months, then yes. we're going to be, yeah, that's difficult. But like maybe this will never happen. That right. kind of a vibe. Yeah. yeah that's that's for, for sure. Yeah. But I'd say keep on keep on trying this situation out. And if you if you just hit a breaking point, then then make make changes that you need to make. So. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. But kudos on you guys. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool that you're like trying to yeah, make this yeah, work. That you, that you want to keep this relationship going so badly yeah. that you're yeah I, I like that fantastic all right next question all right this is from a girl and she wrote hi there <laughs> it's not her voice <laughs> hi. hi there hi baby i i have a bit of a weird question but i feel like you would have the best tips for this kind of thing well hopefully do you know a good brand i could get good quality vibrating underwear from ideally that can be controlled at a distance and i was like oh my god of course oh, i can what? i didn't know vibrating underwear were even a thing oh my god you're okay so we got to talk oh about this a little bit god. i asked her as a clarifying question really quick just so y'all know if she wanted something for the bedroom or she wanted something for public play and she said public play so now we're gonna awesome. get into what this is all about so there's literally there's two different ones right so you know about the vibrator that your partner can control. Yeah, yeah, right? of course. These are different kinds of vibrators that are often a little bit smaller in size than a girl can like use and a guy can, or a guy can use and a girl, whatever. Anyways, any way you want to do that. But one partner has a control, like a remote control or an app on a phone mm -hmm. and can control your vibrator. Right. Either over Wi-Fi, uh, wi that means it's good for long distance relationships or something, mm -hmm. or in a room. In a room, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so you can do that and that's a whole thing and then there's vibrating panties all right um these are it's a little bit of a misleading term i would say in that right. sense because the vibrating panties are more some of them are actually panties but most of the time it's things you put inside of your panty you know what i mean right yeah yeah okay of course so there's like um moon sh like half moon shaped devices really that you lay on your clip basically and you put it inside your panties right. and that's where it starts vibrating okay and they can be controlled until like i mean there's different ones some are like 20 feet or 45 feet and the idea is like you go out in public and mm -hmm. somebody starts vibrating I or like it. you go to dinner and somebody right. does it yeah, yeah and so um there's a couple different ones and i'm gonna show them to you too so you can see them and i'll put them up for everybody else so there's a crazy one whoa that's like a butterfly like a strap on it's like a strap on. It's like it looks like a butterfly and you can put it on your vagina, yeah. clearly, or on your vulva. 
and it it'll vibrate but it's a little bit of an odd one because there's a cord attached to it yeah so yeah, yeah, it's, so it, yeah it's a little bit different but it's um by love honey um but this one apparently is supposed to not just a vibrating panty but i heard that it's really incredible actually. really Interesting. yeah there's actually people who wrote me about this on my account the love honey it's called butterfly hands-free vibrator and it's basically like a strap-on yeah. thingy for your clit. Amazing. Um, but the, the big problem with the, the things in public, too, is the how loud they are. Okay? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a problem. So this one is a variable panty vibrator by Paley Pass. And apparently it's supposed to be super strong. Really? And it's funny because it has just like, it's also like to put on your clit, but it has like a little... A little hump that goes inside you just a little bit though exactly yeah. so you can kind of like feel probably that pressure yeah and keep it in place <laughs> and this is supposed to be it has less than 50 dps of sound so it's super quiet super quiet which so is... you can wear it to dinner or yeah. something like that oh my gosh <laughs> she's oh, like i'm oh getting all gosh. excited <laughs> and then there's a crazier one it's called the wearable oh. butterfly vibrator from fox shop uh, fox show and this is like when you want to have it something inside and yeah. on your clit. Wow. And that one, I would think maybe it would fall out depending on how big it is. Yeah. I mean, potentially you just got to do kegels while you while you have it in. Well, yeah. And also you'll sit by, at dinner with like it full on inside right. of you. Like it's okay. So basically it's again like a half moon shaped thing for your clit plus like a dildo or vibrator that goes inside of your yeah. vaginal canal. <laughs> It's pretty, crazy it's though, right? Let's see how loud this one is. It only has 40 dp too, so it's really quiet. It's really quiet, yeah, that's necessary. So you can. T- t- <laughs> can you imagine? You're just, well, you're just like at a like a romantic dinner and in the corner here. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, like the recording of like my yeah. <laughs> orgasm get totally completely bananas. Oh so there is different ones though, but you can play so many fun games. I was reading, so I only have I've played this, but at home. Yeah. Because I have one, but that one is not good to take out because it's too loud. Mm-hmm. It's too big, really. <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Like if you want to have something in your panties, I mean, you can also go out with with a butt plug, obviously. Yeah, I've I've and in a past relationship, I was just thinking about this, which is really funny. Um, we had a butt plug that I could control from my phone, or he could control from his phone. Oh, but I realized it's an X, and I still have the app on my phone. No, I wonder if way. I could tell on my phone that it's on and and like start fucking with it that will be so <laughs> funny can you believe it i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up after i'm gonna you're look like you're gonna... i'm gonna make sure i still have the app and see he if i can it's gonna be like a ghost or right? something it's just, like oh my god that can you imagine yeah. that freak out well that's actually a good thing to know about these things right? so some of those actually can be controlled with wraps and then some have um little buttons yeah and the question is honestly what is more discreet actually probably both same way because the yeah. little button you can have in your pocket you know what i mean right exactly press it. exactly i mean that is just like but if such you want to do it from a longer idea. distance like if it's a long distance relationship and you're like you i'm going out tonight thing. yeah you have yeah. to get yeah it connects through wi-fi yeah i mean i have like um a girlfriend told me about that she was wearing it just as a fun joke and outside yeah like for a while like running errands and her boyfriend would like turn it off and on. And she was like, it was such a trip. You know, you kind of walking through the fucking supermarket. Yeah, and this thing like, goes on and you're like, okay, this is crazy. No, I, I love So, I mean, I think the what I find even more sexy would be like we're at dinner, right? And like yeah, and you're, you're turning it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're sitting across from each other and he has it in his pocket. Just like. It is so fun. Yeah. There's actually a movie. I think it's called The Ugly Truth with. Katherine Heigl or whatever. I'm not a huge fan of the movie itself. It's some rom-com. But in the rom-com, she's wearing... <laughs> she gets, like, vibrating panties. And she yeah. puts them on and goes to a business dinner. Whoever oh, does this. Anyways, but it turns on. And while she's doing her pitch, it turns on. Oh, she's, like, no coming on the table. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> wow. But this is kind of how I imagine yeah, my yeah, dinner yeah. to be. I'm going to be, like... But this idea that you can't do anything about it and your partner's in control of, like, what's right. happening to exactly. you. Exactly. And you're just dying. No, I love it. Like, you're just trying you to eat come? your dessert. If you come at the table, that would be amazing. Fucking fantastic! Yeah, I love it. I'm... Do you think people would be able to tell? Well, I don't. I don't. I don't. At know. a restaurant? I, 
well i told you about the story where my boyfriend stuck his hand in my pants and made me come while i was sitting next to someone on i know but wasn't that so. person sleeping kind of yeah but, nobody's but, sleeping but no one's the... no one's sitting right next to you at dinner they're that all involved true. in their own conversations just make sure it's like a little louder restaurant and <laughs> i mean you could just sit there it's and true. like bite your lip it just depends on how um how crazy the orgasm is yeah and how Oof. animated you are while you're going through that yeah, you just have to hold it back. And I think for him, it's going to yeah. be like way, way more hot anyways oh! if you're trying to hold it back. <laughs> I'm going to do this. <laughs> oh, so we're going to try a couple of those out, my friends, yeah. and then we'll tell you which one to use. But yeah, so there's different ones. So you, if you have tried one, please let us know as well. Mm. Um, yes, please. Oh, my God. Let's all go to dinner. I know. Right? Dinner party with all, <laughs> all the Can girls. Can you imagine? <laughs> That'd be funny if that was like a planned dinner party where like, all the guys had remotes and all their girlfriends had and you want to all be together and everyone's just like is it's it like, on? oh it must i can tell yours is on. oh my it's god so how crazy. fucking funny would that what be? a quirky dinner party it also sounds a little bit like a swinger party yeah to be for, for she's sure. like what a quirky like guys like, guys exchange remotes yep <laughs> there we go <laughs> okay, set, and we okay, have a okay. new idea for a sex um, party my friends yeah. actually i mean with all our business ideas combined from the show already we could like come up with sex resorts i know dinner parties I know. with de- devices incredible we're, we're expanding we are expanding <laughs> it's actually very funny this girl i know throws like thc dinner parties oh yeah yeah and you could also like throw that in a mix. Right, for sure. Get high, have a remote control vibrator oh my and gosh, and great. swing. Okay. I think we're done. All right. Okay. On that note. <laughs> on that note, thank you guys so 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 much for coming to Pussy Church today. Thank you. We hope to see you next Sunday. Next Sunday it is. Right. Amen. Amen. And what a worship it was. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. You can find me at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And make sure to visit my website, talesoflaura.com, to subscribe to the show and sign up for my crazy newsletter. If you like today's show, please, please, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing, too. See you next Sunday.